You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Giglio, and Hawksworth with you. Fridays, we get set for a big weekend in the NBA playoffs. And joining us now to talk about the playoffs is Jimmy Patsos, or Odyssey NBA insider. He's joining us on the Roman guest line. Jimmy, welcome back to the show. A lot to talk about here as we get set for Game 3 tomorrow night with Golden State and Memphis. It's a 1-1 series. Jimmy, what have you made of the physicality here, the Draymond ejection in Game 1, and now Dylan Brooks uh, out for Game 3 here, a suspension? Um, what do you think about how the, they're refereeing this series, which has gotten you know pretty physical here the first two games? Hey, look, I don't want to – I'm older, and I don't want to go back to the Bulls versus Pistons because that was really roughhousing with Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas versus <laughs> Michael Jordan, but – Hey, you got you got a team in the Warriors that has won championships. They, they went to the four straight finals. You got probably the poster the poster of the NBA right now. The poster boy to me of the NBA is Steph Curry because his ability not only to carry his team last year, but also to turn it around, come out firing, break the three point record. He's such a good person. He's such a great player. Well, he's getting older, and now he's turning into not not him as much as the Warriors are turning into the older team, like the Pistons had to beat up on the Bulls while they had Jordan Young. Is this the Grizzlies, the new young team? They're very young. They're kind of ahead of you have to we we all have to admit the Grizzlies are ahead of schedule. There's no LeBron. There's no Anthony Davis. Okay, there's no Westbrook. The Lakers are out. Durant got disposed for nothing. So the Warriors, in my mind, are the perennial kind of team to beat from the champions past. We'll go into the Suns later. We'll go into how the Heat are playing well and whether the Celtics Bucks because the Bucks are the defending champs. But there's one team out there that is wearing that badge of honor of really old school NBA, and that's the Warriors. We're the champs. We've won it before. Our coach is a guy that played here and won on championships team. We have Steph Curry, arguably the best shooter in the history of the game. Clay Thompson's back, Draymond Green. Jordan Poole has stepped it up. Well, here come the young Grizzlies. And when I see that, it's almost like, oh, they don't know any better. They're, they're supposed to bow down to us. Well, mm-hmm. that was a fantastic game two win. But that was a fantastic series one win by the Grizzlies to fight off a really tough Anthony Edwards Timberwolves team. And I wonder if this is like a sign of the times to come, the changing of the guard. I do not think Memphis will win this series. I think Memphis is in trouble because the Warriors have a, a, a little bit of depth with Kaminga and Otto Porter, you know, but they have enough pieces to win the title because of their experience. But now they're kind of like, oh, we're not just going to lay down and hand it to you, Warriors. You're going to earn it because this is John Morant. This is Dylan Brooks, a guy who was underrated. Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks look like they could play for the you know, Ravens. I live in Baltimore. These guys are like really <laughs> strong guys. Steven yeah. Adams is about to come back. Jackson's finally healthy. Jackson and Morant are 22 years old. So it, I think it's interesting. The physicality of the old school NBA is a little bit surprising. But on the other hand, this is what happens when the young guys come up and the older guys are trying to defend what they have, and they're like, no, we have another title or two in us, and it's not your time yet. Well, there's Memphis with a fantastic crowd at home, a really good young team. I like Desmond Bain. You know, I like Brandon Clark. They got a lot of, like, young guys in depth and energy, and they won the second most games in the league. So I think it's a little bit of, like, little brother growing up against big brother. The question is, when does little brother pass them? Not this year, I don't think. I also think it's great for the NBA. Jimmy, I was thinking the exact same thing. Is this 90s 
with what we see in the first couple of contests when those punks, the Pistons, walked off the court before the game was over in the last game. Couldn't even shake Michael Jordan's hand. Yeah, I was reminded of my childhood for a quick minute there. How was Maryland practice the other day? I uh, saw you made a visit. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Kevin Willard's great. He's a new coach from Seton Hall. We talked about Aaron Wiggins having a good year. You know, Jake Lehman's on that Minnesota team. Jalen Smith, what he'll do with the Pacers. You know, you go back in the office and you see some of the old guys, Greg Manning, my buddy's still there, and Brent. Well, Kevin Willard and his staff, Grant Belmire, Tony Skin, David Cox are taking this team to the next level. But it's going to take a while. But they have Dante Scott back who can score. They have a team hard back, and they got a point guard from Charlotte that everybody wanted who's really good. He's a Damatha kid, third-year player. I think the Big Ten's wide open, but he, he wants to bring some of that Big East guard play, which is a little quicker, but also get used to the big-time big men play of the Big Ten, as we see. You know, they had Hunter Dickinson and the Purdue big guys. There were so many good big guys, Luca Garza, two years ago. The Big Ten may have better big men than the Big East. The Big East had better guards. He's bringing that from Seton Hall. I can't wait to see what the mix entails. They got Noah Baxter, a player out of IMG who can shoot. He reminds me of – he's a really good player. He reminds me a little of Kyle Korver, and I say that most most respectfully. Like, he can shoot it, and he's tall and gets it off. So – They'll be interesting to watch, but recruiting with the NIL is crazy. It's almost like being a mini NBA team. How much cap do you have? Who wants to come? Who wants to stay for the right price? So it's been interesting. Uh, I'm going to the Combine next week in Chicago, which I'm happy to take you guys out to Gene and Giorgetti's. My treat <laughs> with me. Come on. It's my treat in Chicago. But, you know, you're, you're looking at which way the NBA is going. The NBA always dictates everything, and that's why the physicality makes it interesting because – the, the NBA dictates, you know, how guys play, what they do, transferings like free agency, you know, things like that. I always thought it's a trickle-down effect, but great to see Maryland practice. And uh, we'll see there's a new regime here. And there's work to be done, but the Big Ten is, is a great, great league. And I think Kevin Willow is looking forward to the challenge. I love the DeMatha shout-out. Joe Gino is all about DeMatha with oh, Markel yeah. Fultz. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course I do. <laughs> Speaking of the Sixers, um, Jimmy, it seems like to me the Heat and the Suns are both going to take 3-0 leads. Um, what do you like in this Heat-Sixers matchup tonight? God, David Stern's rolling over upstairs if he sees both of them take a 3-0 lead. That's not good for ratings. Look, James Harden, I, I think James Harden, I'm a basketball coach. I don't know everything, but I think he's playing pretty well. Matisse Teibel at the combine three years ago, we all said, can he shoot? He still hasn't learned to shoot. I'm sure he puts the time in. you got to make threes. Harden will get to the, get to the paint. I know the face gardening, by the way, PJ Tucker, really good pickup because he's a tough guy that helped Milwaukee win. He's, he did a good job playing small forward or big forward. He doesn't care at Houston. Well, Harden's getting by him, but he's got to kick it green. Max, they got to make some shots until Embiid gets back. If they can somehow win this game, and, and and I don't say Willis Reed because that was only a one-minute thing. They need MB back in game four, hopefully getting his MVP trophy, tying the series up. And if you look at the, the roster of the Heat, while I think Eric Spolster should get coach of the year and Pat Riley's a tremendous executive, other than Jimmy Butler, do they have a bona fide star? Not really. Not with Lowry being injured and things like that. Duncan Robinson's been great. I love Hero getting six man of the year. Bam Adebayo's pretty good. The Sixers are a better team than them if they can get Embiid back. And we all know you could always win one game. But I think Harden's actually played okay. I think he's dropping some dimes that guys aren't finishing. 
He's making some passes to guys for open 10-footers or open three-pointers. Their three-point shooting is just awful. And that might change at home. Remember, game three and game four are pivotal. The Suns, Aaron, I'm with you on that. That just doesn't look good. Dallas, I mean, Lucas scored 80 points and they can't beat him. The Suns, Booker, what an effort by Booker. Not even, not even taking the Ben Simmons route one step. No, I want to be back earlier instead of the other way. <laughs> I love Aiden. I love Chris Paul. He's just did that. The Suns have that look. Them and the Warriors will be an epic series, but I'm worried about round two because I like basketball. And I didn't like last Saturday only having one game, and I don't like this Thursday having no games. So I don't want the sweeps, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. If I had to take a team to sweep, I'd say it's the Suns. I think Philly just finds a way and hard such a baller to fight back. They're going to take one of these, whether Embiid walks out on game four or not, and then it's anyone's series because the big guy can score. His efficiency rating is great, and you have to contain him. And they don't really have anybody in the league really can't stop Embiid with his fadeaway this year. Now, orbital bone, does that catch your vision and stuff? It's just too bad it happened. But I'm, I'm not conceding the Heat one yet, but I am going to tuck you on the Suns could sweep. Jimmy, uh, the 1-1 series in the East, Boston and Milwaukee, that's the one it feels like could go long here. We saw Giannis and Milwaukee go in there in game one and, and steal game one, and then Boston bounce back in a big way. What do you make of that series as we shift back now to uh, Milwaukee? You know, you have Giannis, who was so amazing last year, but I still wonder if they could get through here against a great Celtics defense without Middleton. What do you make of this series? I think that's a great question, and I think that's the one going seven. I did cover the Bucks this year. Uh, they didn't have Middleton or Antetokounmpo, and they, they dispatched of the Wizards rather easily because Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Brooke Lopez all had great game, good games. Drew Holiday had an unbelievable game. He had like 38 points. you got plenty of weapons on that team. They're the defending champs. They have an edge to them that I really like the Bucks, and, and they're, they're tougher too. they got some physical guys. I was happy to cover Bobby Portis here. I like that look in his eye. He's a tough guy too. So they're physical and they're good. But the Celtics and Tatum and Brown, and they obviously had the momentum. You know, look, when you get one on the road, you're probably happy. I know you're not supposed to say that, but you probably are. The Warriors got their one on the road they needed to get, you know, for being even other than every. See, the average person thinks the Warriors are the second seed, but we both know that they're the third seed. They got theirs. Well, the Bucks went in, same thing, defending champs. Okay, they kind of fudged it and came in third. They could have you know, came in second, but was smart, didn't want to waste energy on the Nets. Well, Celtics dispatched the Nets. That surprised me. I think this thing goes seven. M.A. Udoko's done a great job coaching. I think Al Horford has a lot of wisdom under his belt. He's, he's, his legs look good. If Robert Williams can keep blocking shots, that gives him a chance. But the Bucks, I, I, I look, I've had the Bucks versus the Suns basically all year. You know, M.B. was a factor for a while because he was playing so well. But after Tacumpo from the foul line in is almost unstoppable. He's willing to pass. They have a lot of shooters. Lopez didn't play well game two. I don't expect that to continue. He will get his shots. Remember, he shoots jumpers that from deep. I just think the Bucks until someone knocks off the defending champs, that's who it is. But I do agree. That's the series to watch. I just want to see Golden State and Memphis can turn into that other series. You know, we want a six or seven game series. Like we've talked about, I don't see the Suns. But I'm not counting out that Sixers team yet. I'm just not. You know, just the, the ghosts of Andrew Tony and Bobby Jones and Billy Cunningham, Charles Barkley. I don't I don't see the Sixers bowing down. The Bucks, Antetokounmpo in game one showed you why he was the MVP two years ago and why he won it all. What happens in the next two games? The Celtics could go, easily go out there and get a split. 
but you better defend because they can really score the Bucks. Jimmy, let's say you're right. Let's say it's the Bucks and the Suns in the end, and finals MVP. If it's the Suns, is there any way that it's not Chris Paul that somehow the voters won't buy into the the Chris Paul championship and give him the finals MVP? And if it's the Bucks, we expect Middleton to be back by then. Uh, he's 190 to one for Finals MVP. Is there any way it's not Giannis if it's the Bucks and if and if it's the Suns if it's not Chris Paul anyway? We've all seen this before. It's who plays really well. You know, there's been some yeah. funny MVPs, not as much in basketball, but in other sports, there's strange MVPs that you know put on a tremendous performance. Drew Holiday can go for 35 every game. He's a big guard. Chris Paul will have trouble stopping him. He said he's so strong. For the Suns, I mean, Aiden can surprise you. He could dominate that series, and he's going to have to guard Antetokounmpo. So it may be Aiden's offense combined, plus he's going to his contract year, and they better pay him. Aiden's offense combined with his defense, does that, does that control the series, and that's why they win? You know, Booker is just a tremendous competitor, but he's a little unselfish, which is, which is a nice thing to see. So it's either probably Chris Paul or Aiden. Middleton, I'm waiting to see when he comes back. The kid from Charleston, Porter Guard, went to a beautiful little high school. No one really knew him. Went to Texas A&M. At first, no one knew him. Went to the Bucks. At first, no one knew him. He just keeps fighting against odds, putting up numbers, and winning. So I would never bet against Chris Middleton in any way, shape, or form. But they may need him. Although, the way Grayson Allen and Connaughton, if they can put it together, they can survive without him. You add Middleton to the mix, he could get it because – I'm saying Aiden and Antetokounmpo is the matchup I want to see. They're both kind of agile big men that do a little bit of everything. Really quick, Jimmy, anyone you're expecting to have a big night player prop-wise that we should look at? We only have like a minute. I like Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown to have a big night, and I think the Jordan Poole factor in Golden State is very interesting. I don't think they're going to slow Jordan Poole down. I don't. I would take any overs in Jordan Poole. I think he's here to stay. They've done a great job grooming him. I almost thought they might keep Curry coming off the bench. Poole's been playing so well. And I like the Jalen Brown factor. of He knew he played bad in game one, came bounced back, and now I think he's ready for the series. I appreciate that. It was uh, Jimmy Patsos on the Roma Guest Line. Got a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. So Jimmy gave us a lot of great information there, uh, including – I mean, we, we're going back to the Bill Lambeer days there. And you're getting dinner next week. You ready for that? I I hope so. I hope I could uh, make my way downtown. That that would be a night. I would have Have you stories, ever man. been to that steakhouse? Uh, I think once. I think once. There are a couple locations. There's one in the Burbs and there's one downtown. But everything uh, for, the, for the NBA camp, that's downtown. So I know that right. that's where he's going to be at. I mean, just imagine. The, the coaches he's talking to. I mean, he, you know, he had stories from uh, Maryland practice the other day. It's uh, that that would be a ball. Yeah, we need to send you on assignment to the steakhouse. Get some stories from Jimmy. I, bring him back. We to didn't the even show. get. To, we didn't even have time for his hockey picks. So uh, next time, because he's always got hockey on the mind too. He was calling oh, Tampa know. last year. He was all over that. Yeah. We right, need we an lot- hour with Jimmy. That's I'm, true. Good you know what? We might have to do that. All right, Jimmy Patsos, we appreciate him hopping on. The other side, we got to get into a prop swap ticket that we need to discuss, plus Michael Jenkins and Phil Mickelson together in one radio segment, first time ever. That's next, right here on BetQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.